0: Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. All views expressed by speakers on The Bean Pod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on The Bean Pod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Welcome to The Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka The Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, The Nifty Investor. Today, we're gonna be talking about the
1: future of NFTs. And you need to listen to this episode because NFTs are the future. Whether you like it or not, whether you know about them, they are the future, and we're gonna
0: break down why. I think what we're gonna do today is tell you why every aspect of your life could change in the next 10 years due to NFT technology. Yeah, I mean, they're not, right
1: now they appear as expensive JPEGs, but they are so much more than that, and we're gonna show you all the different applications, how they can be used in the future, how they're get, how they're being used now. Yep. Different companies who are jumping on board. So um, hold on, it's gonna be a wild ride.
0: It's really all about the underlying technology, right? But I think a lot of most of the world still doesn't understand what is an NFT. What does it stand for, and what does it mean, right? So it's a non fungible token. Now, ninety nine percent of the world probably doesn't know what the word fungible means, right? Or non. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's true I'm struggling with that one myself um, That's for another episode yeah, I don't But, but um, for, So fungible What is fungible? Fungible means More or less That something is unique And can't re- be replaced With something else Right So, so that, that's If something is non-fungible Yeah So if something's fungible For example A dollar bill Okay A dollar bill Can be traded for a dollar bill Any dollar bill it's their equal value. It doesn't matter if one of corners, one of ripped off a dollar is a dollar. What's non fungible is a diamond. You know, I can't just trade a diamond for another diamond. They're all different sizes, shapes, qualities. So they're not the same. That's non fungible mm-hmm. like a, an action figure or a, a one of one sports trading card with an autograph. That's non fungible because there's no exact replica of it. Right? So these are non fungible tokens.
1: So you're, you, you you want to ensure, you know, that as a user, you are receiving what you should be receiving. For example, I went to a hockey game one time and we ordered some tickets online, got to the ticket booth, went to go watch this game, this hockey game. It ended up being like an eight, seven game, by the way, it's like one of the best I've ever watched on Great TV, game. on TV. I watched it on <laughs> TV and I'll tell you why. That's because when we got there, there was no tickets it was a scam. Had this have been an NFT, a non-fungible token, it could have been tracked, it could have been linked, and we would have known that we were receiving the the, the actual ticket that we were actually required to receive. Right. We didn't. So
0: this would have been an excellent app- application of an NFT. Right. Right. So it's all about the underlying technology. Yeah. When an NFT is created, it's minted, right? Mm-hmm. So someone takes a digital asset, which in your case was the digital ticket. Yeah. And you can mint it, which puts it onto the blockchain, which means that, one, the owner is verified, trackable, and you can't fake it. Mm -hmm. And every transaction is also trackable because it's on a public blockchain. So a creator of a digital asset or a company who's issuing tickets or artwork or whatever it is, mints NFTs, and then it goes onto the blockchain. And then they can write into the contract that, for example, with tickets, if you sell a ticket for 100 bucks, you know, Josh is doing a concert, he's going to be doing stand-up comedy because he's so funny. <laughs> he's, he sells tickets for 10 bucks and I buy all the tickets and I resell them for 20 bucks. Well, Josh doesn't get any of that profit when it's just a regular digital ticket or a paper ticket. But with NFT technology, Josh can write into the contract that with every resale he gets 10% of the profits. So, the creators are being rewarded much more fairly and handsomely because every time a ticket is resold or a piece of digital art is resold or a trading card, whatever it is, a piece of digital land as an NFT, every time it's resold, the person who created that thing is being rewarded. So, mm. it, that is game changing technology and can be used in almost any industry.
1: Yeah. Right. And now anybody can become a content creator. Uh, I was speaking to my cousin the other day and she wants, she's a really, really good artist. And now she wants to begin... She, I think you have one of her paintings. I do, yeah. And, you know, she now wants to start creating NFTs. She thinks it's a saturated market. She thinks, you know, everybody's doing it. It's, it's pretty complicated. There's gas fees that we're all hearing about. You know, if you mint on Ethereum versus Solana, like where do you even start? So where does somebody... Do you, a, do you think the market is saturated for an artist, for example? Or do you think NFTs are going to keep growing? And what steps would you take for minting an NFT?
0: Would you go Ethereum, Solana? Right. So I think I'll I'll answer the second question first, which is how to get started in NFTs. Yeah. So going back to what we saw in 2021, the rise of NFTs, right? So the first NFTs were, you know, NFTs really started back in 2017 with CryptoPunks. Those were the first ones. Um, NFTs are traditionally back then and basically up until last year was on the ethereum blockchain. So everyone was minting on the ethereum blockchain, all transactions are on the ethereum blockchain. When you're buying or minting or trading an NFT, you have to pay gas fees, just like any transaction in crypto. Now, as we've talked about multiple times, when a blockchain gets super saturated and high volume, the gas fees go up a lot. So right now as of recording, Gas fees to mint and trade NFTs are insane.
1: Yeah, it's like 150 bucks. 150,
0: 200 bucks. And you make a piece of art that you're hoping to just sell
1: for $80 or 100. Mm -hmm. Are you really going to have your user or the person trying to
0: collect the art pay an extra $150 on top of that? It's insane. So I would look at other blockchains potentially to mint uh, NFTs as a new creator. Solana has a huge and exploding NFT scene, partly because the gas fees are basically zero. Uh, Tezos is another blockchain that's built almost specifically for NFTs. At the moment, um, they have seen explosive growth because, again, basically zero gas fees. And with the, with Ethereum, when you're minting NFTs and you're sending things around, it can take a long time, several minutes, up to 30 minutes sometimes when the, um, the network's clogged up. Mm-hmm. Solana, Tezos, it's instant. And now we've seen almost every blockchain we talk about, everyone's getting into NFTs. So I think if you look around, obviously... The bulk of the volume right now is Ethereum. So your largest customer base is on Ethereum. But I think as you're moving forward, we're going to see potentially other blockchains. So it depends what customers you're looking after, looking to go after as a creator. If you're going after customers that potentially have more money to spend, then Ethereum is probably where you want to sit, right? right? Because they don't (laughs) care about a $200 gas fee. It's more secure. Yeah. It's Ethereum. (laughs) <laughs> it's Ethereum. You know, it, it's, it's basically the biggest, you know, the yeah, Bitcoin's the biggest. Exactly. An important stat on this um, note of, of talking about customer base and money and gas fees. 10% of traders accounted for 85% of all NFT transactions in 2021. And in 2021, there was $25 billion in sales of NFTs. So not 85% was it? 80, yeah, 85, 10% accounted for 85% of that 25 billion. Right. So these are the these are the you know the the high net worth individuals yep. that are really propping this market up, right? Mm. So those are your they don't care about $200 gas fees. No,
1: yeah, it's right. It's just the you know the newer people maybe
0: getting into the space, the young retailers, yep. you know stuff like that. Um and then the, sa- the first question you asked was is it saturated? I mean, look what we've seen over the past year. NFTs has exploded from CryptoPunks to board ape, board ape Yacht Club you know, pudgy penguins, we've seen the rise of JPEG, it, you know, on the surface, they don't really do anything. They seem very silly. It's a JPEG oriented thing. You know, they bring in utility in the back, you know, board API club, you get access to their parties and, you know, their networking and all that kind of stuff. And, and that's great. But I think the JPEG space is hundred percent saturated. Um, but what now we're seeing is NFTs integrated into play to earn games. NFTs are being integrated into music, into metaverse game, metaverse land items. Items in video games are NFTs. So I think there's a whole bunch of different markets that are not, un, they're unsaturated. In terms of selling, you know, your cousin, your creator, selling actually like hand-drawn painted art. I don't think that market will n- necessarily ever get saturated because it's, it's really art. Yeah, it's not somebody pr- uh printing 10,000 yeah. uh, unique quote unquote so I think the, the auto-generated JPEG NFT space has been saturated for a long time now. Yeah. Um, a lot of those are just scams and cash grabs. So mm-hmm. I would, you know, you can make a lot of money flipping NFTs and especially right now, it's super hot. You can do it. But 90%, 95% of these projects are cash grabs. People are
1: getting burnt out by them, I think. And now it's coming down to what's the actual utility of the NFT. Right. You know, you mentioned getting access to certain clubs or, you know, it kind of sounds... Silly, like you're getting access to a club, like whatever. But some of these clubs are really unique for sure. When I first started to hear about these NFT clubs, you, need ha- you needed to have an NFT to get access to the club. I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. But as you dig a bit deeper, for example, there's something called Moon Boots. It provides you at, ac- because for a lot of the retailers who want to get these 10, 20 X's, the only way to do that, there's pretty much two or three ways you can do that. Find a really good gem and hopefully it takes off, you know, like investing in Solana when it was down at seven bucks or something. Hopefully finding one of those. The other way is through a launch pad, you know, and hopefully you're staking and you get chosen to get early access and you can only get granted like a $200 allocation. The other way, and this is the the last way I was going to, is getting into projects ahead of time. So with these Moonboot NFTs, you can actually get access to allocation ahead of before anybody else can it's a private group where there's a really rich guy who's who has connections to really high-end projects and you can get access to those like that to me is a really unique case uh, utility for an nft yep you know instead sure. of having
0: a plastic card it's like you get access to this really prestige group yeah, 100%. It's, it's the utility behind NFTs right now that is actually intriguing me. So anytime, you know, an NFT project approaches us or you see things being launched, I'm always looking for real-world utility. Um, what you're seeing over the past six months since NFTs have really started to become mainstream is blue chip companies doing NFT drops. Um, you know, what are they doing? What's the utility behind the project? Actually, in 2019, before the NFT hype, Nike dropped an NFT thing called CryptoKicks that was linking digital versions of, you know, collector item shoes to the real world version of the shoe. Right. So you could trade, you know, a, a collectible Jordan shoe as the NFT. And then, you know, you all, going back to the ticket thing, you always know who owns it. You always know it's real. So attaching a digital NFT to a physical good, I think is a very unique. And obviously, you know, the real world case of that is, is very apparent. People are already trading shoes. People are already trading, you know, all that kind of stuff. So if you attach NFTs to physical goods, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, it starts to draw more people in. The reason that these NFT JPEGs were so
1: successful is because people recognize art. It's easy to identify an image. You know, if you can start, attach, this will be like the next step. It's the same way it was with GameFi. You know, you can, you know, a physical object. It makes sense to you. So if you can start attaching the NFTs to that, you're drawing in even a bigger crowd and, you know, you just see now it's like Gap, is, uh, Gap releases first line of NFTs on Tezos blockchain. Right. Um, Adidas, Macy's, Dolce & Gabbana, all these big brands have the physical
0: items attached to these digital yep. NFTs. So. Yep. Um, so I think now we can basically just talk about there's so many different use cases for NFTs moving forward. So this is, goes back to what we think the future of NFTs is going to be. Um, so one I, one I always think about is the metaverse digital land in the metaverse is being minted, traded and developed and sold as NFTs. So, you know, in real life, real estate is king. Mm -hmm. I feel like whenever anyone is investing or building, real estate is always the end goal. It's like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm saving for a house. I'm saving for an apartment. It always goes up, it seems. Right. So the metaverse, this is an opportunity now for people to buy digital real estate in metaverses. So if you think a particular metaverse is going to, become very popular over the next year, five years, 10 years, people are scooping up digital land in these metaverses and it's all trackable as NFTs. Yeah.
1: And it's been, you almost need to be semi careful about which ones you're buying into because there'll be so many different metaverses coming out. And just because you're buying land doesn't mean that the price will go up because if not enough people are going in there to drive the demand and there's a low supply, the price just won't go up. But if you go into Decentraland, for example, and there's only so much land, you know, you have Samsung who's in there right now. You got Nike. yeah, all these bigger corporations going in. That might be a place where you'd want to look to maybe grab some
0: land. But isn't that, it's a great parallel to real life as well. It's, it's exactly. So are, do you want to buy land in the frozen tundra of Canada? Right. I mean, unless it has some oil resources under there. Or you know, some really good ski hills. Right. Like what, is, where are you buying land in real life? Well, maybe 30 years ago, you were buying land in San Francisco. And you know, okay, San Francisco is the next frontier. Yeah, Same thing applies to digital NFT land and metaverses. You find the metaverse that you think is going to really see mainstream adoption, whether it be the Facebook meta metaverse. I mean, that one for sure. Mm-hmm. Decentraland. I mean, there's a few other projects that we've seen come up that are better than others. Um, so yeah. Do I think you, Disney's building one right now. The Disneyverse. I think Disney has yeah. one I mean, as well. So. Yeah. So digital land is a great use case for NFTs because yeah. it just makes land, land transfers, the sale, it's all tracked on the blockchain. It's very easy. There's, you can't fake it, you know, buying and selling land and houses in, in real life is very complicated. Yeah. A lot of forms to fill out. Everything has to be above the board, lawyers, blah, 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 real estate agents. But when everything's on the blockchain and trackable, it's as simple as minting it and paying gas fee. And then the other person owns it. You don't have to have all these forms and signatures and identification, ver- ver- identity verification techniques Because you're already verified automatically on the blockchain, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's perfect. I wonder what will happen if, when I think of the metaverse,
1: I don't think of it being a a confined space. I imagine it being, you know, very expansive and you can go anywhere. I wonder if these, some of these metaverses could become so expansive that even owning land is not going to be that profitable Mm. because you can technically go light years in one direction because you have all these developers building you know bigger and bigger spaces you know you're flying to mount everest and then you're flying to some other crazy spot
0: for sure you know what i mean yeah no 100 percent. i mean this is the this is this is day point, oh yeah this point is, one yeah of real estate in the metaverse so yeah. it's 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 anyone's best guess but I think, as, as in terms of a use case for NFTs, this is a rock solid one. Mm-hmm. What other use cases for NFTs are you super excited about?
1: Um, I'm really excited to see them. For, you know, for like pretty honestly, every I think for the musicians, mm-hmm. you know, get, getting their music. I know a, lot, a ton of them have got ripped off on Spotify. Um, you know, you have the the owner of Spotify making billions, but these artists, they're not really making that much money for how much effort they that actually goes into it, the tours they do and mm-hmm. You know the record labels taking money from them. I'm really excited for each time that their song is passed on or their or their album. How much more money they'll be able to make, and it might really bring some additional
0: artists into the space. Hundred percent. I think NFTs are going to change the music space. Probably, I'm going to say 2022, 2023. I feel like that one's a bit is a bit more to it than how NFTs disrupted art. Yeah, because it's quite easy. Digital art minted on the blockchain, you resell it. Blah blah blah. Easy. That happened very quickly because it was the first thing. It was the simplest. It was the simplest one. I'm seeing a lot of NFT music platforms that are going to be coming out this year, next year um, that are doing exactly what you said. An artist can sell their songs or albums as NFTs and be instantly rewarded because their fans are purchasing a unique copy of their album. So say, you know, when you mint an NFT, you can choose to mint one to make it the only one or you can choose to mint a hundred or a thousand or a million, whatever it is. So if, you know, Justin Bieber mints one million copies of his new single. Well, the guy's got about a billion fans. Mm -hmm. So they're going to find a million people that are willing to pay whatever he says to own a single copy, your own copy of that song that no one else owns. And then you can profit from that song by charging people to listen to it or whatever it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think from like a part of me almost gets uh, like (laughs) I lose faith in
1: humanity when it all comes down to, to profit. I I know you can always follow the money for everything, but when these artists who, you know, you just love listening to their music and somebody like Bieber who does have a billion fans or whatever, and he only releases a hundred songs, then it comes down to who can afford the song. You know, not everybody will be able to. And that's the beautiful thing about music is you can provide access to everybody. So there's like a fine line that I'm kind of watching and I would you say, know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no,
0: for sure. I think maybe Justin Bieber wasn't the best example. So I think really the benefit that you're going to see in NFT music is for the smaller artists. Yeah, so that's what I'm referring to. Someone on SoundCloud that's making dubstep that has 30,000 fans, but these 30,000 fans, they fucking love this person. Yeah. But this person is making $10,000 a year from, you know, $5,000 from Spotify and then they play a few shows, but they're putting a hundred hours a week into their music and some people really love their music if that person sells their songs as NFTs to their fans, well, maybe they have 5,000 fans that are willing to pay 10 bucks and then that person can actually earn a good living without having to sign their life away on a record deal, without having to play 500 shows. They're not getting paid really from SoundCloud or Spotify. So it's the smaller artists, right? And, and that's, I think that's, that's, at the end of the day, that's what crypto and blockchain is doing.
1: It's for the smaller people. It's for
0: everyone. Yeah. It's, it's taking, hopefully over time, the power away from the 1% and distributing it to the middle class. Mm. So I think NFT music is a great example for that.
1: I think another one would be kind of fascinating. I'm I'm not sure where I sit on it. Fantasy sports. Yeah. You know, it's like the, I love playing fantasy football, as do you. You know, you have...
0: Congrats on your second place finish, by the way.
1: <laughs> I can't win every, every league I go into. <laughs> um, you know, you can have like Ezekiel Elliott, for example. And then when you pass him, like now Zeke is going to start seeing some... Rewards from us trading him in our leagues, or if we have a thousand dollars on the line, maybe he'll get a little piece of that profit. Like now, you're you're gonna have these NFT like players that you're passing around on your little fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. I think
0: fantasy sports, playing card games, you know, like Pokemon cards or baseball cards, whatever games and there's cards. These cards are now going to be NFTs. So going back to what we said, every time it's resold, the person who created that card, or maybe the person that the card is whether it's Ezekiel Elliott or, you know, a Star Wars character and Disney's getting the money. Someone who created the card or someone is represented on that card and if they their performance goes up and people are reselling their card, they're earning from it. Right. So, I think it's going to change fantasy sports. I think it's going to change trading card games, playing cards, whatever it is. NFTs just has that power to really give the power to the creator. And again, people fake these things, right? All right. So, if you're big into trading cards, there's fake cards. Yeah. If you're big into collecting sports memorabilia, there's fake memorabilia with fake autographs. Mm. NFT technology will get rid of all that. Yeah. You know when it was minted. You can track it on the blockchain. You can see if it came from the original source in one click. There, it's going to get rid of a lot of scammers.
1: I would like to see this. Where I would really like to see it is when you speak to, um, you know, like the climate change debate. You have some of these scientists being paid off from, you know, the oil companies to kind of get information out there that's not necessarily that accurate. Mm. You know, you don't really know. You see see this article, it's like, oh, no, oil's fine. It's fine. And nothing's really, it's not really contributing to the issues of, of the world. It'd be cool if you could somehow see where the funding came from. You could figure out if these are accurate. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would love to see it being used in a more like loving way. For sure. And making sure that the information is actually true. Yeah. If we could use the information, like the NFTs that way.
0: 100%. So I think uh, one thing I came across in my research, which is kind of similar to that, is it's now being used for educational purposes, for patents and for scientific research. Exactly. So th- so one this is an example I found the other day. In May 2021, UC Berkeley announced that it will be auctioning NFTs for patent disclosures from Nobel Prize winning inventions. So they own the patents as NFTs and then people can use them and it's all trackable back to them and it's for educational purposes and it's for raising money perfect for scientific research so this is just a great use case for it again you can't fake this shit this is real coming from the university and if you want access to it it's distributed on the blockchain as an nft
1: this is where i like it i like it with yeah. the books i like it with education you know anything that's really just doing better for the planet and you know people's Exp- expanding their horizons, you know? Yeah, for sure. Their own personal horizons.
0: And then I think going back to what we were talking about, it's it's a really easy one that you can, you know, if you want to tell your family about uh, NFT technology. I think that the tickets thing is big. And in terms of an artist or a comedian or, you know, any ter- any person in the entertainment industry, you you sell your tickets as NFTs. It gets rid of the situation where Josh got scammed by not going being able to go to the hockey game. It also gets rid of the resellers. Because, well, they can still resell, but the artists or the creators or the entertainers are now getting rewarded. And another way that NFTs are going to come into the entertainment industry and really just, you know, creators, influencers, people with knowledge, people with fans. And, you know, we, we talked about it before. You create these VIP clubs and if you buy an NFT, you have access to that person in a different way. It's like a subscription model. So, the king of NFTs, right? Gary V. Gary V, yeah. He brought out these VFriend NFTs and the certain, you know, the high quality, the best of the best of the V Friends NFTs grant you access to, you know, a meetup with Gary V. And then you can go to his show when he talks and does motivational speaks speeches. These are big things. You know, people will pay a lot of money for these things. And I think you're going to see more and more creators doing this. It's like being part of the exclusive fan club. Mm. and And you can resell those memberships. I can buy the Gary V membership for five hundred bucks, resell for a thousand. Gary V makes money from that transaction.
1: Yeah, he's all about the NFTs. Eh? He's constantly
0: pushing these things. Man, he's, <laughs> that guy knows the future. Okay, he wants the Jets. He will. He's going to flip somebody fucking V friend. Man, the floor price on the V friends NFTs is insane. Oh, yeah. He's, he's going to buy huge, the Jets in no time.
1: Huge following. They need help. The Jets need help. The
0: Jets need help. And I think Gary V. <laughs> yeah, if, if you are if you want to get into NFTs highly recommend following Gary Vee on social media he has been preaching NFTs since early last year yes. this guy spots trends before they happen and he's one of the best people to follow for NFT content
1: yeah definitely yeah NFTs aren't going anywhere no um, you know this is definitely a space think about for example China it seems as though they're so against crypto I think I don't I don't know you never know what, what the heck is every going month on. is different something's very different and I just saw something come out today that China's going to create their own NFT industry based on state-backed ba- blockchain infrastructure. Right. So, so they're
0: legalizing NFTs? That's
1: what it sounds like. So, But NFTs is crypto. So what is what is China up to over there? And if, if they are backing it, then
0: that's a big market. I think, look, they, they can see the way the world is moving. You can only push back on the trends of, you know culture and global everything for so long before you are left in the dust. I think they can see the writing on the wall. Everything is being uh, integrated into NFTs whether it's sports, music, media, trading cards, art. It's all going the way of NFTs. So they're they're embracing it. Yeah. They're they don't want to go full scale to legalize crypto yet. They you know, they've banned Bitcoin mining. They they frown upon crypto trading there. A lot of the exchanges have left. But they've legalized NFTs. And I think going back to we always talk about Kevin O'Leary I think he said the, the total market cap of NFTs could be 10x that of crypto as a whole. You know, the the problems that crypto is solving is payments, right? Mm-hmm. But NFTs, as we have talked about this podcast, can be integrated in almost every industry in the world. It could be used for everything. Everything. Everything you do. Think about how hard it is to track everything that you do on a daily basis, whether it be your payments or if you own a car or a house or, you know, your bills, your phone, everything. It's hard to keep track of everything, right? But NFT technology, the underlying blockchain part of it, when when everything is tracked as a token, it just, it's automatically tracked for you. Mm -hmm. And it makes things super easy to keep track of because it's all verified and not fakeable on the blockchain. So once NFTs are attached to everything, it's going to solve a lot of issues. Yeah. And they're fun. I mean, they can be really fun too. Yeah. You know, um,
1: I think I read something today where 50% of all crypto wallets have interacted with GameFi at some point wow yeah gaming gaming blockchains at some point or another and every single one of these games moving forward now is all about the nfts you know it's it's when you create an avatar instead of losing that you might you might have worked a full year to to build the skin Mm. to have this really exclusive looking character you can now keep that and if you have a fan base you know some of these guys on twitch they can now sell that that he's like you know what i'm done with this avatar now and i'm gonna sell it off to one of my fans
0: yeah for sure and i think that video game video game is another huge one that we should quickly talk about it's like growing up i was a huge fan huge gamer in world of warcraft warcraft 3 starcraft you know all these things so world of warcraft specifically was i was big into for a few years in that game you compile an inventory of swords and shields and blah 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 skins helmets now, every item in video games moving forward is going to be an NFT. Yeah. So as you said, when you're done, you can sell those NFTs to other people for real money. Yeah, I mean, there were some underground markets that World of Warcraft had where you could do that, but now it's all going to be above the law and tracked within the game. Super easy. Characters are NFTs. Even maps are being minted as NFTs in video games. Um, and one project that um, we've talked about before, which is relates to the game nft space is arcade network right yeah so what does arcade network do provides cross-chain interoperability
1: of nfts so you can print of an in-game asset meaning you can transfer you know a weapon from call of duty into maybe something like fortnite yeah it's a little bit further down the line obviously like for that to happen is pretty
0: freaking special yeah
1: but it'll start off basic i know, move it between a 2D game to another 2D game and it'll just keep evolving and growing yep. from there.
0: Yeah, so I think it, the main thing about what NFTs is going to do to video games is it it's going to provide real value to the things that you build up in the game. So if you've built your character up to level 60 and you beat the game, well, 10 years ago, you really have no choice other than to just Find a new game. That's it. But now you can, bring them with you, can, you. you can bring them with you or you can sell them or you can sell it for pieces or yeah. you can trade it for a new character in a different game. You know what I mean? Like if you built up a level 60 warlock in World of Warcraft and now you want to play Call of Duty whilst maybe someone wants to do the reverse as NFTs, you trade, you swap the characters and now you have the, the crazy gun in Call of Duty and that person has your warlock. Right. So everything. So cool. And again, this gets rid of scammers because you know, anytime there's that value, people are faking accounts. People are faking yeah. items. But if it's all you know, tracked as NFTs in the blockchain, can't fake it. You know where this will be really big is when the metaverse eventually gets a lot bigger. You know,
1: this is like a ready player one scenario mm. when you don't want somebody to over like replicate who you are in the metaverse. So we will be NFTs in the metaverse at some point.
0: We will be NFTs. Yeah. I like that. So not only is everything going to be an NFT. You're going to be an NFT and I'm going to be an NFT. And that, that is the future of NFTs. The answer to the question, which was, what is the future of NFTs? It's us. We're the future of the NFTs. It's us. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So good. Uh, All right. Perfect. Well, we solved it. We we are the future of NFTs. Welcome to the metaverse. Uh, Uh, Look, NFTs is going to change your daily life. Because think about all the things we talked about, video games, music, art, sports, tickets, birth, birth certificates, NFTs, like everything, passports, NFTs. Yeah. yeah. Pa- like that's a great application. Yeah, yeah. Passports. passports. How do we miss that? Man. Passports, IDs as NFTs. Like it just, it's a no brainer. Mm-hmm. People buy, people fake passports, people, vaccine, fake, pass- people fake IDs, yeah. people fake vaccine passports. When they're NFTs, you can't fake it or it's, right. it's much harder to fake it. Hmm. Um. So look, Once you understand the underlying technology behind NFTs, you see how it really relates to your everyday life. And in 10, 20 years, everything you do will be integrated with NFTs. I
1: think all these insider Congress traders are going to be fucked. because Oh yeah, tracked? Yeah, because now you can't just slide money over here and slide money over there. You know, make a few willy-nilly trades underneath the table. Now it's all
0: tracked. For sure. So I like that aspect as well. No, hundred percent. Super bullish on NFTs as a whole. I think, you know, the JPEGs was great because it was kind of like the gateway for everyone into NFTs. And it's kind of brought it to the mainstream because it was fun and it was colorful and it was cool. But dive into the underlying technology behind NFTs and it will blow your mind. That's right. The uniqueness and the transparency of everything. Love it. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Yep. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Make
1: sure you tune into the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. Take care.